Hey. Hello. <laughs> What's up? Nothing much. So it's Ricky here, representing Jocks from across the globe. And Michelle, who has, for the past two weeks, been representing drunk-ass bitches making the wrong decisions. Always and forever. Always. This is Encroachment, guys. The pockets where we mix some gay shit and some girl shit and some <laughs> NFL shit and then come out with some good shit, right? That's the plan. Ooh. So, yeah, I just did that on the fly. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. So, how was your week, Michelle? It's been two weeks, though. Oh, that's true. It's well, been two I, weeks, you know. Too. We slipped up. I told you, I've just been, you know, making a lot of terrible mistakes, but that's fine. It's only preseason, so I have time to bounce back. Yeah, if your team's not playing real football yet, your life is still Right, it hasn't started. It's the end of summer. Nothing real is happening. So this is like nothing matters right now. Good. Well, I just had my first week of classes. Ooh, how was that? It was exciting. I spent three hours today talking about, um, you know, emotion cognition, male deficits, and emotion regulation and psychopathy. So I feel like it's the perfect set of talk about football. <laughs> have you attended every class so far? I have gone to every class so far. I've gone to every class sober so far. I have been on time. So- <laughs> I've been prepared with the readings. Okay. I've been looking good in my fucking outfits. It's been an amazing first week. So what do you think is going to happen first? You skip a class or the Browns winning a game? Oh, the shit. <laughs> you know what? This is a PhD program, so the Browns are going to win that fucking game. That's what's going to happen, all right? The Browns are going to win that game. But to, but to be fair, I actually did get requested. I requested off of a class for our Vegas trip to go to Life is Beautiful. Ooh. So if the Browns don't win by September 20th, then I guess. You know, they have a lot of momentum, though. In a week. Like, I've been seeing a lot of things on, like, Reddit and random articles and random, like, announcers. Just how they have a lot of just momentum. And, like, they have some type of spread in Vegas about, like, that's supposedly really good. Like, I don't know. There's just a lot of positive stuff coming from a team that hasn't won more than a handful of games and a handful of seasons combined, so. Well, I mean, Baker Mayfield is looking pretty good in both on and off the field, so I totally understand the the hype. I mean, I buy it. I care for them. Jarvis oh Landry God, is there. I'm digging Jarvis Landry. Like, their defense looks solid in the, like, preseason game, so I can, they're definitely going to win more than, what was it, one game they won the last two seasons? <laughs> like, there's oh, nowhere to go but up from here. It's not that and hard. I wish them nothing but the best. I'm surprised they didn't sign uh, Dez, but whatever. I mean, but I also hate every other team in that division, so I'm here for the Browns to just squat, smash them. I hate the Ravens. I hate the, the Steelers. No, 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 no. So I, as a Patriots <laughs> fan, I have a very strong affection for playing the Steelers in the, in the you know, AFC Championship or in the mm-hmm. playoffs, so I'm hoping that they make it. I will be okay with the Ravens making it because... I just hate the Ravens. <sighs> yeah, I know. But over the Browns... Yeah, I'm not ready for the Browns in the playoffs yet. I'm ready for the Browns to win a couple of games. I'm not ready for the Browns in the fucking playoffs. That would be too... That would be too 2018. Like, it would be so cute. No, cute is not what I'm reaching for. But let's get into the news <laughs> for this past couple weeks. Okay. Um, so what did you bring to the table to talk about? So I am talking about Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs. Um, so I didn't really know much about it. I saw this random headline and clicked on it. And I just feel like it brings up such a crazy, the whole domestic violence situation in the NFL and how they choose to deal with it is still so ridiculous to me. So basically, he was drafted 
in 2014 when he was still in college. Sorry, he entered a guilty plea for a domestic violence case in 2015 while he was still in college, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he was arrested and charged with domestic assault and battery by strangulation, in which he said he punched and choked his girlfriend. <sighs> so he pled guilty to this, right? Okay. So he was dismissed from Oklahoma State University, um, football and track teams, and then he pled guilty to the charge. He was sentenced to three years probation and ordered to complete anger management and a batterer's intervention program. So then he went to a Division II school, he completed his degree, and he played football for them. So he was declared eligible, I believe, for the 2016 NFL draft, where he was selected by the Chiefs. And I thought it was very interesting because, like, I, I, I don't know how I feel about it because you literally pled guilty to strangling and beating your girlfriend. And I don't know how I feel about, like, did you really rehab yourself? Did you really learn? Like, do you even have a chance? Um, and then it came out that the Kansas City columnist said, basically, that if there was video evidence of to his girlfriend at the time, he would not be signed by an NFL team. But because there was no video evidence, he could be signed, and it's fine. And I'm just sitting here like, where did they get like, that? Where did they the, get that information from? Who told them? What that? the fuck? Like that's so crazy to me. Who said that that was the line? Um, it was a Kansas City Star columnist. And they were just talking to like some like a league official or something. Yes. That's fucking bullshit. So news um, columnist Jenny Carlson said that Hill only had a chance to play in the NFL because there is no video of the incident. If there would have been video of the incident, he wouldn't have been drafted. You shouldn't need video of the incident. Like, and look, I there's a totally different conversation we need to have about forgiveness and knowing when rehab is there and, like, how do we measure, like, when someone actually right. has had growth. Like, that's right. a totally different conversation that we can have. But this conversation about there, that there needs to be video evidence after someone has pled guilty to a charge, that... I mean, but it makes sense because I've never even heard of this. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. the only reason that it was in the news this week was because he got it expunged from his record. So now, even though he pled guilty, it won't even be on his record. Well, on what ever. grounds was it expunged? I don't know. I would want to. I would want to know. I would want to know why it was expunged. Even the girlfriend went out on Twitter or something and was like, "Oh, I've gotten over this incident and moved past it, so everybody else should too." I mean. The thing and is, I, it's at this point, I feel like, which is weird to say, I guess, but I'm going to say it anyways. I feel like it's bigger than an individual victim at this point. It is. And it is. I understand where she's coming from. And I think that she has her own personal growth journey and her own personal forgiveness right. journey to go through with him. Right. But in terms of like the league trying to set, if we're, if we're going to hold these guys to role model standards, we need to hold them to role model standards. Right. And, exactly. And like that, that is a different that's a different thing. Um, I mean, that's who else? Jimmy Smith on the Ravens was just also suspended for games because of domestic violence. Urban Meyer this week, the report came down about him and him covering up domestic violence one of his assistant coaches. He's getting suspended yeah. three games. That's like a slap on the wrist. And I just, yeah. this culture of violence and aggression off the field. But it's also, it's not consistent. Like, it's not consistent. 
And like, this is why the culture persists because the punishment is not consistent. It depends on how good you are, who you know, whatever. And like, if, if people know that right. there's some way they can get out of it, it's never going to stick. You're never going to be able to put a, a firm hand down. And it's crazy. we need, to, I mean, if you're going, I just, here's the thing. If you're going to take this, if you say you're going to take this seriously, and that it, and that's something you want to do, and you want to hold your players to these, you know, standards of conduct, et cetera, et cetera. You need to follow through on it. You need to be consistent. And that is to say, Why? but you also have the decision to not. You, you don't have to make this a policy. Like right. fans would, fans, fans want this. It's good for society, and like it's the right thing to do. But as a private business, like you don't need to do. You this. don't have to. And it's like when you right. decide to do this, and you make a big deal out of it. And you say you're trying to, you know, being aggressive about it, and you keep doing bullshit stuff like this, or like it's weak bullshit. sauce. Like it's not really. You're just you're rolling around in shit, and you're just embarrassing yourself and the issue, and like it's not good. And it's also crazy because like you're not even a proven. This isn't even like a proven NFL athlete. Like this is. How many players well, I mean, make the transition from college to NFL and aren't shit? You know right. what I mean? So it's like you're like the risk that you're taking on for this is is so insane to me. Like, not that it's excusable. Like, if you're an amazing player or coach or whatever, like, not that it's ever excusable. But like, you're literally accepting this for someone like for a normal ass person you know what i'm like it's just i just i feel like they just are saying they don't give a fuck i mean i'm sure they, they had their like draft scouts and they and they put in the value on him and they waited against the scandal and they get some kind of cost benefit analysis i'm sure that there was right. more discussion to it than just like whatever but i just if you're going to make it a thing it needs to be a thing and like the right. in situations like this are not helping so no, um, I don't know what they need to do. I think they need to bring in some social psychology. Like, there's something going on in this culture of college sports of like rule breaking and like under the table stuff. And like, what they do, they crack down super fucking hard on marijuana. But you can't. They're crack cracking down, down, on down this. Like, you crack down. Right. You crack down super hard on marijuana, but we have like reports coming out. What was it last year? I think they did this big report about how they're giving them injection painkillers to go out there and play. So it's like, yeah. I would rather my player smoke some weed than do random painkillers all day like that's that's crazy so it's just where are your priorities what is what are you actually doing if you're doing something just for pr don't fucking do it do it because you actually stand by anything it's the right thing to do and that's that's how you're going to execute if you're just trying to do this to manage some some perception of you or and that's not your real value like own your fucking values just own your values right and don't even talk about it just say no comment like i'm a business no comment like don't speak about it. Don't defend him. Don't sit here and say, oh, like, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't say you represent him. Like, if you're going to take on players that are questionable or have questionable past, which is fine because uh, Dallas does it all the fucking time. The Ravens have done it. Like, Ray Lewis had a murder chart. You know what? Like, it's been done, but you just need to separate that from your team because, again, as a business, like, you don't want your team to become the identity of that. You know what I mean? Like, it's I mean, the thing is, too, I mean, it's, it's a little late to unring the bell now, but I feel like there could have been a moment where it could have been a team issue. Like, it's like the league, but the league came in and made a statement about this is a yeah. thing that we care about. This is a thing that we're going to punish. This is a thing we're bringing on consultants to, like, tell Whoa. them what they're doing. Like, once you did that, you made it a league-wide issue. Like, you couldn't just leave it up to individual teams to handle their own PR. And, like, now you're taking the entire enterprise. Like, it's just... It's, it's, His girlfriend was pregnant at the time. Wow. She was pregnant at the time of the assault? Yep. Wow. Wow. 
did you bring any other news to talk about? No, that's about it. That's it. It was a slow week. Let me hear yours. I mean, building yeah. off of this this crazy culture of violence, I want to just walk. I want to take a moment to walk you and our listeners through the wow. year of Richie Incognito, the NFL favorite bully. Okay, so what the hell is going on? So in May, in May, he was placed in an involuntary cycle after attempting to attack a patron at a gym with a dumbbell while rambling about the government. Let's just pause for a minute because he needs to be added to, again, the list of celebrities slash public figures that should not have access to their social media. Or like the list, the list is growing. Like, like just take it away. To be fair, we all probably should have social media, but I mean, I don't have it. Well, I'm out, you know, I'm, tab- I'm tapped out a little bit. So, but yeah, like Nikki, like him, like y'all, like, no, it's just not for you. This is not your diary. Like, this is not your, you're not, you shouldn't be posting message. Yeah. Anyway, continue. But he just snatched it away. Someone snatched it. Somebody, Trump, all of them. Upon being released away. from the, and again, he also doesn't have any <laughs> friends because, like, this, the, 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 this is the next thing. Upon being released, from this in, the, the psychiatric over this incident. He comes out in June and talks about how he doesn't want to close the book on his career, but an interview with TMZ talks about how he wants to run for politics. Oh no. And I mean, to be quite honest, I feel like the Republican Party has shown itself to be open to erratic white men with anger problems, but I just when you when you I mean, he... when you take a second and they asked him. What is your experience to run for politics besides what, you know, you love America, whatever, everyone, everyone says you love America. What, what, what is your experience? What have you done to make you worthwhile? His response was in a nutshell that he was professional permit fucking Patty. And he said, <clears throat> quote unquote, I think, I think that I'm the president of the homeowners association now. I've written some pretty nasty emails for cars parked in the yard. Wow. So if that is the threshold, I mean, that may be the threshold. I mean, but the sad, the worst, in but the America. worst part is that professional permit patty is what a significant part of this country like wants. Like the he Republican would party it up and, is full of He would eat up patties. the Bible Belt with love his ass. Like he's aggressive. He assaults people. He reports people for car incidences that are not even an issue. And you know what else he, he cares about? Out gun rights because this past couple of days he was arrested at his father's funeral for running in there punching the caskets threatening the the people who work at the funeral home saying that he has guns in his car outside then he starts making gun gestures at them they're running to find secure places to hide and a eyewitness reported that he wanted to take his have them decapitate his father's head so you could have it used for research. And I don't I I I don't want to make too much light of it because there is clearly something going on that's like a problem. Um, but I need you and your people to like to, to get that shit together. You should be going on TMZ. You don't need to be thinking about running in politics. Like you need to be in a facility. If you were it's reported that he wasn't even gonna be invited to the funeral because he has been so erratic and violent recently. So I I mean, at the end of the day, I want you to get help with what's going on, but I just could not pass up the opportunity to talk about this microcosm of what America is right now. What? 
He told responding police officers that he's running NSA class level three documents through my phone. I can't have anybody in Bluetooth capability of me taking pictures. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jesus Christ. NSA level three documents, bitch, on that ass. (laughs) Oh, God. So, I mean, you know. I'm going to tell my bosses that next time. (laughs) Don't get near me. Don't get near me. If you need and me, and that's a level three documents, bitch. Exactly. Get away from me. Get away from don't my fucking phone. Me. Don't check my schedule. Mm-hmm. Why were you late? Nope. Oh, I was running the personal errand for the president. N- like that's N- it. A level three document. <laughs> don't talk about it. Top secret. <laughs> you can't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I just don't understand. I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, luckily, no one in my family. I've never had to deal with anything like this, but I don't understand how you just don't like trick him and trap him into exactly a hospital. Fame is tough, but is like guys, like, like some he should be paying people to manage his image. Where are they? What are they doing? What's going on? Like, but that's what happened with Demi. Like, with before she relapsed, she like fired her like sobriety coach. Mm, true. And like you do shit like this when you know it's like you push people away when you need them the most, kind of. I mean, that's but, true. There's also the looming possibility of, you know, CTE, which has also been associated with violent, erratic behavior. So yeah. it's possible that that's an issue. I don't know what's going on. Again, I just get some help. That's Stay so out of crazy. politics. We have enough of that fucking crazy ass shit going on right now. I don't need any more of it. He's only 35 years old. So young. Speaking wow. of politics, my next piece of news is the ESPN announced, I believe it was last week, that they're not going to be airing the national anthem during the games. I saw. And, you know, I texted you and I was like, Michelle, this is amazing. Like, this is what they should have. This is, this should have been the response. Let's this should have just been. cut the page. This should have never fucking been an issue, Patriotism bullshit. Exactly. This should not have happened. Let's cut it from the game. It's, we don't, if you really want to take politics out of football, just remove that. Do that. Well, what are you about to do about Colin's job then? Thank you. Right. So, like. But, of course, of course, despite bending over backwards to create new rules to appease the president, which then the NFLP had to have him take back, and they've made a total clusterfuck out of this. And no matter what they do, you can always find this man yapping about it and using it to drag us all into this fucking culture war. And I just have a a little clip of a rally of him in um, West Virginia last night talking about oh god not in west virginia you know (laughs) talking about (laughs) espn's decision my mind is literally like it went from like oh this is intriguing to oh wow where the fucking tiki torch is at like this is yeah it it could get so this whole time you're proud of our country you're proud of our history and unlike the nfl you always honor and cherish our great american flag It was just announced by ESPN that rather than defending our anthem, our beautiful, beautiful <laughs> national anthem, I bet he doesn't and defending our flag, honestly, honestly, they definitely they does not. Just won't broadcast when they play. We don't like that. So while the players are kneeling, some of them, not all of them, at all. You're that was an actual honest moment. National anthem. Thank you. First, 
my first concern. Oh my God. I would, I will, I would guess at least 70% of the people in there screaming at the top of their lungs about their fucking national anthem are too busy guzzling their beers and eating their fucking chips and salsa and grilling their hot dogs when that part of the game comes on. You know for a fact that you don't no come to in their house. Do not act like it's an important part of your viewing experience. Let's be real. Two, this is stupid. We've talked about what it's about. And if and in the context of talking about what this is about, which is really about racial injustice, racial inequality, police violence against black people, which is related to, of course, their commitment slavery, like you can trace this lineage of anti-blackness in America. That is what this protest is about. And then for you to respond to the protest by saying, you are proud of your history, these people stand up for the anthem. This is this is part of the problem. Like But they are they are. These West Virginia people are part of their history. Like that's the issue. But like, that's my problem is like, that people like conservatives are like, oh, you know, they they I don't have I don't this rhetoric from the president is is bad on both sides of the aisle. It's bad on both sides of the aisle. It is polarizing such that a lot of people that I know in my you know liberal circles are like increasingly seeing the flag as like a, a sign of care in some sense to be quite honest and like not really resonating with that and then for people who do like it's turning the american flag into a white nationalist symbol like that's that is what this is doing yeah so i don't understand why people aren't speaking out against the president on the conservative side and be like stop politicizing the american symbols if if you really care about patriotism if you really care about racial reconciliation you really care about these issues why are you letting me talk about this there are other ways he could even stoke this culture war that do not hit this i mean it's just it's just annoying and i don't understand it and i'm tired of it and the nfl obviously made this a much bigger deal than it needed to be by like trying to jump in on it like just let him fucking talk and it wouldn't have mattered now he's got you twisting in the wind that's his whole thing is that he sets the game table and you don't know what the fuck's going on don't play his game yeah and like it just that shit fucking annoys me so i mean do you have any thoughts on that I mean, I mean, it's clearly I feel like his team has realized that there is a very small sliver of people that support him. And I just think that, like, it's very targeted. There is a reason that that happened in West Virginia. There is a reason that. Like, it's you're bringing up shit because you're actually getting into more and more shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's easy for you to bring it up in West Virginia. And again, who knows what the audience was, but these clearly your I mean, audience, the audience is clearly by, white folk in West Virginia. Right. But I, I'm not, I didn't, you know, I wanted to come yeah, maybe true. the education level, but I don't know. Right. Right. I'm not going to say anything. It's not all again, white folk in West Virginia. Right. Yes. It's an audience that clearly is easily distracted by the national anthem topic which has been a topic for a long ass time and really doesn't need to be spoken about anymore because the nfl just basically canceled it instead of actually all the shit that you're actually going through mr president you know what i mean like like i don't again i don't think that he would be able to speak about this in any other ever like you couldn't have that conversation in dc at the in the white house like you would be torn the fuck up like you can have that conversation anywhere else, except maybe in the middle of nowhere in another rural white state. Like, yeah, you're not having this rally in fucking Baltimore, Maryland. No. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> it's like 
Let's be real. Listen, why do you think I stayed out of D.C. when the alt-right rally was going on? Like, this is not Charlottesville. Like, you, I'm not going to be here when you're when you, people are getting their ass beat. Like, this is D.C. Like, you're not about to come here. You were here. outnumbered hundreds to one. <laughs> I heard that there were more white people there, like, being aggressive towards these alt-right people. Yeah, there are more. Which is great. There were more white counter-protesters than there were alt-right folks. It was like a duh. But also... I don't, I didn't realize that until I went to go see friends at work in DC the Thursday before. I didn't even know what was happening because I don't have social media anymore. And like people in restaurants were hiring security guards to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I was just like, this is, I just don't need to be anywhere around here. Like I need to stay my ass in the house. Um, I like, I just don't, I just don't. Yeah. I mean, that's real. Well, so allegedly they they shut down the blue line for them. Yes, that was such it, bullshit. Was like like secret. Like they have their own private chance. It was it was crazy. Like you're, those are not the people you accommodate in the city. Like you don't accommodate that. Like it's just. I I think so. I mean, and that's the thing is that I it's unfortunate that they live in like I feel like they live in this little crazy bubble, and. Any time that they can be subjected to reality, someone prevents it. And, like, I get that you didn't want them, like, in the Metro cars because, like, that would have been a shit show. But at the same time, like, you need to get your ass beat because, like, you know, like, you are in D.C., the nation's capital, choosing to have this rally, which you're absolutely allowed to do because of freedom of speech and all that And that means shit, freedom that, like, of the fucking consequences of your speech, too. You want to talk shit exactly, like that? Exactly. You don't exactly, because I would like to the see you. To march to right, I would like to see you. On a metro car with the rest of the general public talking your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, not that I wish violence on you. Because I'm trying to get my act together from my drunkenness <laughs> for the past few weeks and be a better We're person. on the road to being better people. So I don't, we don't want to Always. wish violence I don't, I don't really want bad things to happen to you. However, you need to be, ex- like, you're only going to learn through exposure. Right. Through other people. And so I feel like, like by keeping these people in this bubble is just making it worse. It's like a kid. If you never let your kid put his hand on the hot stove or never tell him that it's hot and then actively prevent him from experiencing the heat when he tries to get close to it, that's why he doesn't fucking know that the stove is hot. Let him burn himself. Let him burn himself. Figure it out. Learn. Do things. Anyways. On that note, let's take a break. And then we'll come back and get into our team check-ins and stuff. Okay, perfect. Hey. Hey. We're back. We're back. Yes. So let's get into these team check-ins. Little Miss Redskins fan. So what's going on with your squad? Get to go first. Listen. So I know last podcast, I was sitting here talking about how I was super happy that the Redskins didn't like sign this high profile veteran or player and weren't in the news and they were super low profile. Well, they completely shot that to shit this week. Um... Because they signed Adrian uh, Peterson. AP! And I am actually super excited about it because, like, I'm, I mean, there's just so much to unpack, but it's just, uh, I, I, I'm not mad at it at all. He is 
I thought it was super interesting that he's wearing the same number as Clinton Portis. Oh, that is interesting. Yes, he is 26. Um, so, yeah, he will be wearing the same number as Clinton Portis. And Portis did amazing things for us. Um, I feel like we have very little risk. Because um, so- what is he on the veterans minimum deal? Yes. Yeah, so he's, bit, yeah. I think he's yeah, I think he's getting paid like one point something million, but it only it's counts changed. like change. It only counts like six hundred thousand toward the, the salary cap, so it's really not shit for us. You know what I mean? Right. Versus, I think the Eagles and the Jaguars are like millions of dollars over their salary cap for next year, so they're gonna have to cut a, or they're gonna have to figure their shit out. We're good. I mean, they're both fucking stacked though this year, but yeah, that's fine. Cool. We'll see you next year, Eagles. <laughs> when you gotta get rid of it, that's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we have like, we have very little risks. Um, like, even if it like all the other high profile players that we have signed in the past literally just fucked us contractually and salary cap wise. So I feel like even if we get nothing from him and he gets injured in the first game, like it doesn't matter. Like we don't really have a running back court to begin with. We have the same exact core at this point because of injuries that we did last year, and they didn't do shit. I think they were ranked 28th and run, like, offense. Like, so what – why not? Why not, honestly? Like, even Jay Gruden said that he only signed him because of practice. Like, by the end of practice, other running backs that are fighting to get on the team, like, that – like, out of the mil- the ones that are on the pra- or on the team now before the cuts, they were huffing and puffing and they were out of, they're out of like shape. And this old ass man is just chilling. Breathing I mean, normal, not I, breaking a sweat. Like It's insane. It's insane. He, I definitely not? think he still has something left in the tank. Yeah. I mean, I know that people are like, oh, he had a terrible year last year in Arizona and New, New Orleans, but New Orleans had fucking Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara and it's hard to compete with both right. of those. So that's, that's his wash. Arizona's offensive line was awful. So he didn't get much, you know, chance there. I just, I could see him being great. I don't want to say great. I think he would definitely be what you guys need to like. We do pick up some like, like three he yards. Be, first yeah, he would be a one and two down back. That's all he would be. He's not going to come in and like do some clutch shit on third, fourth down. Like that's that's not him, and that's right. fine. No one that's wants him to Thompson's do that. For. That's what Chris Thompson's for. The right. Logan passes but that's down, the thing so. is that like, but all you need to do is get your little three to four yards. Stretch yeah. the defense. Be on the be on the field to stretch the defense and let Alex Smith play action. And that's money. Like that's all we need. That's all we need you to do. Yeah. That's it. Like I think he can do that. I think in your division too. I think he will be able to run on definitely the Cowboys. Um, I mean, you know, I'm here for. It. I think you would run on the Giants. <laughs> uh, Eagles may be a different story, but I. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm optimistic about the move. I like it. I saw it. I tried to get in fantasy. My wave order was shit. So, yeah, fuck that. I mean, but, but um... also, realistically, as a fan, as as anyone that's not involved in the le- in the system, in the Redskins system right now, no one knows what we even look like on offense. No one has seen our offense work as a unit together ever. No one has seen Alex. Like, no one has seen anything. We don't know what the fuck is going on for real. So does that make you nervous? Does that make you like half? Like, I, mean, how you feel I love that? it. I love it. I said it last podcast. Like I love this like little sneaky, like you don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like we're about to fucking run up on you. Like 
Like, you don't know. Like, I love it. Like, I think it is, I think it's kind of brilliant. Um, because again, what do you have to lose? Like, I mean, but the thing is that you do want to get those reps in like actual game time, fast paced first defense, not but your do we, but do we, but do we, I mean, I, I, I understand the critiques for and against. I, I, I do think there's some value in like preseason games. I, I mean, I definitely would prefer more practice, but I think that they could reshape it. So it's not, why does it have to be four quarters? Why does it have to be so long? Like, I, I don't know. Definitely. They can make it better. But, definitely. But, but I do think that like we have, we always have this, I feel like we have the worst fucking schedule all the time when it comes to our division games because they're always like stacked in the beginning and then stacked at the end. Always. For some reason. Like, I, it's so annoying. But like, we have a good, I think, four or five four or five games to figure it out what I mean we're playing the Packers it's our third game that's like cool like you know there are some games where I don't really expect to win um and I feel like as long as we focus on our division games which is something we did not do last year um we have a chance to be good you know or at least make it in the wild card position like because at the end of the day that's all you need is the chance so you're smelling playoffs right now I think it's possible. I'm not going to say that we're going to do it, but I just think that we it's possible. I don't think the Giants or Dallas really have a a definite The Giants are to... wasting so many weapons on Eli Manning and it is the saddest thing ever. But I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> like I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm chilling. Like I'm not like I'm okay with the Eagles winning again. Like that's fine. We can still make it. Like can still yeah. we're real good at just sliding on in there like that we've only won the division once in the past like 20 years so i mean yeah 20 years so i've been paying attention to football it was a big ass deal but like all we always slide in we always are that weird ass wild card spot that's like oh we need someone to tie or lose and then this person to do some shit and then we have to win out like it's always on the back ass end of some shit like you got to that like 130 a.m what you do in text like that's what rolling through at the late crack of night yeah we are like your last last option last <laughs> option thank god i didn't get to that moment this week <laughs> indeed indeed almost happened Saved by the tears. Saved by the tears. Listen, I even posted an anonymous Reddit question to see if I should get to my little last, last little smooth and whatever. No, thank you. (laughs) It's been a week. But no, I'm here for it. I really am here for it. I'm excited to actually see my team play for the first time in a while. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, you'll be singing a different tune in like six weeks because usually we go through this. This this happens all the time. This literally (laughs) happens all the time. (laughs) It's fine. It's normal. (sighs) What about you and your pets? I'm a little, I'm a little worried. So I'm not worried, worried, to be quite honest. I mean, as long as we have fucking TB12, Jack and Dave, Bill Bill, Bill, Belichick will be fine. But I, we lost Isaiah Wynn in the preseason game with the 20 Achilles staff for the season. That Mm -hmm. he looked pretty promising. He was getting action on both ends of the O-line. So, um, and even if it's just a rotational piece, that's one less person we have. So I'm not happy about that. Uh, We lost... We just released Kenny Britt, who early reports had a camera that he was good, but then once the hamstring thing kicked in, like, I guess it was just kind of the clock ticking in in the other day, saying he was getting behind in the playbook, and, like, that's the fucking death knell. So he's gone. Um, We don't have Julian Edelman for the first four games. We traded Brandon Cooks. 
Um, I mean, we got Chris Hogan, who's a fucking stud, white voice supreme. Shout out to Bleacher for it. I always that. loved him. <laughs> I love fucking Chris Hogan. Um, so I mean, I, I just, I, I'm. What were you looking at? We're looking at Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett, who's never been on a really good same page with Brady. That's, I mean, but Hogan and Brady have like me. Hogan and Brady have a connection, but I'm just saying that you can't just have him. You can't just have him. So we have like Dorsett, Braxton Berrios, who I think have potential to break out, but he has hasn't done anything so far in the preseason. It is early; it's preseason. Like Josh McDaniels knows how to get players open, so like maybe he'll blossom there. Um, I am like one of the Hollister tight end. So there, there are signs up and down, but we've been hit by the injury bug. I'm worried about the receiving core. But don't you have this? So I always like to wonder if other more successful and stable teams have this. Like, don't do you have like an innate trust? Oh, I do. As long as fucking head, Brady like is throwing the ball, they can literally line up fucking Samantha Granderson and you know why, and she'll like catch a pass. Like I'm not worried. <laughs> Hey mom. <laughs> hey mom. Shout out to mom. Um, yeah, like I'm your not mom worried. We'll get it done. We will win. Your mom would be searching for Peyton's balls. Like she would oh, not. God. She would be looking for that fucking man in the stands <laughs> or in the announcers with box his weird fucking Jimmy for Neutron forehead. Oh my god. I don't know why your mom like. I don't know. Why tra- I mean, I like to watch Peyton, but he is not. I don't like watching Peyton. I don't even like. Peyton. Oh my god! Like what the fuck? No, I'm over. I'm so glad he's gone. Anyway, I, so yes, um, I'm not worried about the team. I just don't like our receiving situation. I think once we get um, Edwin back in the four weeks, you know, Edwin Hogan and someone else out there, I think we'll be fine. Um, I'm sure someone's going to step up and be a surprise contributor. Uh, we also have people coming out of the backfield, Rex Burkhead, James White. So we just have a versatile attack that I'm, Rob Gronkowski can't forget. How much can we talk about Rob? So yeah, like I, I'm not worried. I just wish we could be better at receiver than we are right now. Um, yeah. And that's, like, really my, my only concern with the team right now. Otherwise, I'm happy. The defense is looking great in the preseason so far. Um, I think we're, like, the top three in sacks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which has been surprising change after last year we had no fucking pass rush. So, I think Adrian Faber's looking good. That kid Bennett has been looking good. Um, making some massive plays. He ran the, the, the ball for the TD on defense last week, preseason. So, I... Yeah, I see, I see positive sense everywhere. It's just, if I got to point out one thing, you know, if I'm looking at Angelina Jolie, I can still find a flaw. If I'm looking at the Patriots, I can tell you the receiving core is not the best thing I've ever seen. You saw Brady, so it's... I know, it's fine. It'll be all right. I wish I knew what that feeling was. I really did. Like, I really wish I knew what that meant. But I never will, so it's fine. It's cool. <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Maybe Alex Smith is going to have a... Awakening, but you've had it for years with Brady. Like, I will never have it for that. I mean, that's true. Never, that's true. It's fine. I'm sorry. Well, now it's time for our favorite section. Well, first, we'll do a break and then we'll come back. Oh, no, 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 shit, shit, shit. We got to do our Cowboys Coonery. Yes. Yeah, I have to do my PSA, oh, my God. whatever, mandatory PSA. So, again, if you missed the last episode, I do about every year with my friend that's a Ravens fan. Um, Ravens versus Redskins record. Whoever has the best record wins. We used to do basic shit like pay for things, which I don't know why we didn't do this year. But, you know, someone's trying to attack my soul. And <laughs> I have to now publicly support the Dallas Cowboys which is fine for me because I have also deleted all my social media so this is I don't know where I'm publicly supporting you're really just exposing yourself on the pod that's about it yeah I mean but 
I mean, if you listen to what I'm saying, then I don't really like them. But it's fine. It's cool. It's whoever. Like, cool. We support the Cowboys. Hail to the Cowboys. And America's team. The MAGA team. Hashtag Black MAGA. and silver. Can't wait for them to play football and be great. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, is there anything particularly interesting going on with the Cowboys right now? Um, I did notice. You know, it's always Jerry, and I would like to publicly admit that I am thankful that Dan Snyder doesn't say shit anymore. Like, I don't care. I can't remember the last time I've actually seen him in public. He has really taken a step back, at least from the public's point of view, which I really appreciate because Jerry is just all over the place, just running his fucking mouth. And it's just, it's really crazy to me. Like, I get that because I, apparently this week I don't know if you heard he said um, that they're trying to create a Dak friendly offense. Oh, with... what does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> so you can look at it. I guess allegedly, according to some Cowboys people, it can be seen as like a positive where you're like building around him. However, I think it's shady as hell because, like, basically. Your quarterback was exposed last season. So exposed, what are you doing? exposed, exposed. So you're creating a friendly offense where he doesn't even throw the ball. So like, what what does that mean? Like, he's not shit. Like, I'm basically you're saying I'm trying to help you out by making you do less work because you're not shit at your job. Like, I don't understand why you would even say that out loud to the public to anyone. I mean, especially like, after the year he had no. last year, he clearly regressed after Ezekiel was gone. We realized who the real okay. engine driving our offense was. And, you know, I I don't know. Jerry's probably just bitter because he wishes he didn't get rid of Tony Romo. I listen. And now it's butthurt because Dak got exposed. He doesn't know how to I fucking love act. Tony Romo so much. I just love him so much. I mean, in what way? Because I also love Tony Romo in certain ways, but I feel like we may be talking about. You love him in an attractive. He way. is very good looking. He has a nice voice. I love him. That, no, not be- oh, he's attractive now that he's not wearing a Dallas Cowboys yes. uniform. Yes, he did not look um, good. The uniform was not flattering on him at all. I loved him because he was just so reliable at losing in playoff games. So <laughs> no matter, <laughs> no matter how much shit all these Cowboys fans always wanted to talk, like. He could. You're not making it past the first game you play. Like it could. You could have just magically somehow wished your way into the Super Bowl, and you never played a single playoff game before then, and you still wouldn't have won it. Like it didn't. It was just. It was just fabulous. It was fabulous. Like his last minute interceptions. Like it was just great. It was. It's. Uh, like my soul was happy. Like had wings. Like. Tony Romo was Red Bulls for my soul. That's what he was. (laughs) And you could always count on him to fuck up. And I'm so sad he's not there anymore. But I'm happy that Dak is now going into that role because for a minute, everybody thought he was like the shit and the like, oh my God, everyone wants Dak. He's amazing. Cool, he's not. So take your little run heavy offense somewhere else and lose. Shit. Speaking of people who I am sad to not see playing anymore. And I cannot believe that I missed this in my rundown of the barbecue situation. But I would Uh-oh. have to hit myself in the face if I did not mention that. We also lost Daddy Amendola. I miss... Oh, I saw I miss that. Amendola. I miss... Loved I loved him. Amendola. He was there in the clutch. So, like, he all, yeah. So, again, I just... 
receiving core just when I just could not let that slide but not mentioning you sub Gronk yeah I mean we'll be fine I think that would we'll be, be hard I yeah I would not make it I don't know we might need to check me in somewhere um no not like Richie no. oh shit <laughs> on that note time for a break take a moment let's take a moment <laughs> Hey. <laughs> now they're back. Before we jump into our segment, so I know we don't have sponsors yet, but I've got to give a shout out to fucking Kroger because I went into the grocery store the other day, and in Indiana, you can get liquor in the grocery store, which is the best thing ever. <laughs> and this and the grocery store is open twenty four hours a day. Wait, so you can get liquor in the grocery store. You can hard liquor in the fucking Kroger twenty four hours. Well, technically, you can get it from eight pm to twelve, but once twelve oh one, you can get liquor again. So, yes. Have I walked to Kroger at 1 a.m. and purchased a bottle of alcohol? Maybe. We're not going to get into that. But when I, I went would. this weekend to yeah. go grocery shopping, they had a small batch of grapefruit vodka on sale. <gasps> and you know I love my grapefruit. Aww. On sale for $10. Wow. That's and a that is what I'm drinking this evening. So, thank you, Kroger for making this podcast possible. I would like to shout out my little sister for um, drinking this random caption that she put in a random water bottle that I found. Um, (laughs) Festival leftovers. I mean, I wasn't trying to come home and look like an alcoholic and just like grab the whole fucking bottle and like make a drink. (laughs) That's a little rough, (laughs) you know. But um, I would also like to shout out Adama from my job for taking over my tables and my responsibilities and my side work so I could get the fuck out of my job so I could record this podcast. So, hey, Adama, you know, let's shout out, shout out the real MVPs here that make us. Make us I need <laughs> that was so terrible. What was that? It was supposed to be that weird little horn, you know, that yeah, I don't know, whatever. That's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> Anyways. Encroachment, the encroachment segment. So, remember the gay shit and the girls shit we we're talking about. This is where you're gonna get yeah. that shit. So, what did you bring to the table today, Michelle? Um, I know it's two weeks later, but I cannot go without speaking about my beloved team and them beating that ass like physically <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I, I live my life. Like, I have rewatched this video so many times. I just. I am here for it. I love it when my teammates do this. Like, I was happy when they threw that punch last season. Like, and it's a real ass punch. Like, I am here for you sticking up for your teammates and beating that ass because that's what you're supposed to do. Like, so you were I mean, for when the team to lead snatch my Lucharpe's chain. Yeah, why not? I mean, I was kind of into it too, for being honest. I mean, yeah, it was good TV. Why not? Like, <laughs> I'm not mad at it. <laughs> XFL. I mean, that's, I mean, you know, helmets and shit. Like, you, this, we need something to counteract this dumb ass helmet rule. Like, please, you need to brawl now. Like, it should be fine. Just like hockey. Just like hockey. Favorite helmet, I get the punch in the throat, even. But I, like, it's a lot that went on. Like, there was a lot of back and forth. So what, wait, how did the fight start? What was the what were the details? There were multiple things. Oh, there were mu- multiple fights throughout the practice. There are multiple issues during this whole practice, this joint practice like weekend. Oh. 
um, which is great. Like, it was just, you know, I live for this. Like, the ratchet moments, I'm just here for it. I love it. Um, So the first practice, um, that's when the huge brawl happened. Um, It was, like, 30 or more players. Uh, Allegedly, it was because of a late hit that a cornerback, a Jets cornerback did on a Redskins, I think, offensive player. Um, and then it just became this huge thing. And then it was amazing because then the fans started fighting and I'm like, yes, that's how we do it. Like, don't come here. Like, yeah. So it like literally came from, like, it started in the Redskins, like the teams. And then the players started throwing, like throwing down, like two fans began fighting. Police had to come. Like, I'm here for it. Like, rep your team. Don't talk your shit. Do that shit. Like, I love it. Personally, I love it. But then it was also, um, it, it escalated, not escalated, but more should happen because Pryor, who used to play for us, now plays for the Jets. Um, so they, after that on Tuesday, DJ Swearinger, our safety, started going at him, going at Pryor. Um, and then <laughs> Swearinger threw a fake punch trying to just, be an asshole and prior like for real flinch like a fucking hard ass bitch move it was really funny um and i know it's kind of crazy we're talking about like masculinity and shit but i just i don't know why i love this so much i really just love it like i just love rich people having problems like i mean in I this falls in that category this the kardashians i really, I really love like that. the raw emotion because it is a game so i love when people like like you should be upset like you used to play for us you don't you're playing now like you and Swearinger probably were matched up during practices and now you're not even on the team so of course you're gonna talk shit you throw a fake punch you fall for it like you like you look like a dumbass like why not like it's it it's whatever like it's cool but again yeah there's a defensive end that got into it with another player from the Redskins like there's more shoving no punches were thrown but it was a verbal like in your face kind of thing it was just like I don't I don't know why we even give a fuck about the Jets to begin with but you know who knows shit I mean it's I think, a lot uh, yeah it's a lot I I'm glad that well I would say that I'm glad my team is so disciplined these things will happen but then fucking Rob Gronkowski had the elbow someone in the head last year so I can't really talk about that but <laughs> I will say I mean they're not really like killing each other out there it's like little right. tackles it's like pushing around right. like I don't want you to I yeah. don't want my team to be like one of those dirty ass teams that's like like those Cincinnati Bengals right? yeah like yeah. yeah like I don't want you to be doing all that I don't want you to end people people's careers but like when someone hits your man, yes, score up with his ass. Like, if someone fucks up your quarterback, tell it. Like, that's your team. And I completely – I feel like it's great for morale. I feel like it's cool. Whatever. Like, sometimes I do feel like it is worth the penalty because, like, you are creating – like, you are supposed to foster this, like, this – I mean, the mood, fun, the mood of the game know? definitely can change the outcome of the game. And that can change – the fight can change the mood. So Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like you're sticking up for somebody and it's not just like, it's not like NBA again. It's not just five people. Like it's not a handful of people. It's 50 some men. Like, like cool. Like you're going to go at my quarterback or at my receiver or at whoever, like I'm going to stand up for my person. Like we're a team and I love it. I think it's amazing. I don't, again, I don't want people to just go out and like punch and fight for no reason, but I definitely 
I am all here for the the team as one thing. I love it. I love it. <sighs> what about you? That's my ratchet ass team. <laughs> so I brought I okay. So we flash back to the NFL draft this year. Mm-hmm. So if you'd ask me, who do I think who's my favorite quarterback of the bunch? I would have mm-hmm. told you I like Josh Rosen the most. Mm-hmm. But Baker Mayfield is sexy as fuck. <laughs> always has been, always will be. Always will be. <laughs> the gap does it for me. The grabbing your jock on the Ooh, you love know, the gap. Yes, the grabbing his dick on the fucking sideline. That did it for me. Like I love I love all of it. And this week he's giving me so much to love. And I just want to talk about that for a second. So like first. He did this weird fucking impression from Bleacher Report's Twitter. They posted mm-hmm. him doing an impression of his GM, John Dorsey. And I just find it to be the Aww. most, it's just so adorable. It's so cute. You can tell he has a personality. You can tell he's fun. Um, he does a pretty good job. Like he, in the, in the same way, he like makes fun of this like weird Matt, like, oh, buddy boy takes, you know, whatever. This like weird bravado yeah. masculine that he like kind of takes it, takes it down a peg. And I enjoyed that. And then he coupled that with launching his underwear line this week, which, oh, yes. Are you going to get some? <laughs> no, absolutely not. So we'll talk about that in a second. Let me, let me, let me build it up and get there, okay? I saw the ad, and the first time I saw it, it was on, like, if someone sends you, like, a link via, like, uh, iMessage, it, like, shows yeah. you a portion of the photo, not the whole thing. Yeah. So I just saw, like, naked, well, not naked, but topless baker, with this like little band on the underwear logo and I could see his little happy trail and the sweat. I was here for <laughs> oh, all of it. Love it the happy doing, I love the fucking happy trail. It was doing all things for me. And I opened it and there was a <laughs> fucking weird ass tiger sitting in the corner looking like he'd been sedated. And then this old white car, like a funeral hurt. I was like, this is not, it's totally ringing the mood. Give me a fucking Calvin Klein, black and white, just you yeah. and sex. You didn't need any of that. that. It all looks photoshopped, honestly. It just, it looks bad. It looks looks bad. And it just is so sad because that is so much potential to work with to just ruin it. He needed nothing. Just like a nice little gray background and like you're fine. If you had told me Baker Mayfield was doing an underwear shoot, I could not have imagined the way you would have fucked this up. And they fucked it up. So, yeah, he is a bad team. How do these people hire terrible that, teams? That I really need but, to well, know that. That's his team. Yes, that's his team. But, but it's wor- it gets worse, Michelle. It gets worse. When I click to look at the actual underwear, they are those weird-ass fucking, like, so you know most people have, so there's briefs, there's jock yeah. straps, there's, like, yeah. the trunks, which are, like, the briefs with a little bit of leg that comes right under the butt cheek. Yeah. These are the ones that come down to the middle of the thigh type. Like, nobody fucking wears those underwear. They're my ex used awful. to wear them. They're awful, my huh? My ex used to wear them because they didn't ride up. Like if they were. Well, he also had weird fucking incredible hawk thighs that I don't think. Yeah, he was a biker, so he like you know. Yeah, fair. Was, yeah, but they had needed... weird patterns on them, like a wolf face, and the snout is where the dick is supposed to be, and it just, <gasps> it just, it not stressful. <laughs> it just ruined everything for me, and I was like, oh, oh wow, I wanted, his I... number. Why would men wear your number on their dick? It's bad. It's bad. I don't know who he, I, Baker. You could pay me a fifth of what they are paying, what you're paying them right now, and I will right. make you a fucking underwear line that will sell. Oh wow! Like, he did the '90s cups. Oh no, awful. this is a PSD underwear. And what is PSD? What is even that brand? What is that brand? Like, never. who? I just. It's so unfortunate, and. I just wish he had gone to a higher caliber team so then he could get the attention that he deserves. 
But until then... Oh, wow. Kyrie Irving is part of this? Of PSD? Yeah, that's stressful. Oh, my God. That's another one. You know what? I can't. Marshawn Lynch? PSD. We need to... No way. I need an APB on fucking PSD. Who owns this? Someone famous owns this. I don't believe this. There's no way you have fucking Marshawn Lynch who doesn't talk or endorse anything. Someone owns this. Someone... Someone. The Skittles own it? That would explain all of it. Someone owns it. (laughs) No. This is not real. No. This cannot be real. Curtis and Ryan Slates? Who the fuck are you? Let's see what they look That's like. That's who owns Curtis. it. There's no fucking way. Kyrie and Marshawn, no. You know someone. Mm-mm. No. Oh, God. These are like the broiest little fucking white dudes. No. I, I swear, it looked like I'm looking at a fucking Vans oh, ad. I hate like a them. Blink, I don't a like Blink them. 182 Vans ad from the 90s. Like, that's what I'm looking at right now. Um, it's bad. They're 20... wow, so all of this they're is really t- unfortunate. Oh. And I'm just sad that Baker was dragged into it. And that is... How does this work? I don't know. I don't know. You were local six months ago and now you're everywhere. Like, I need... How? How? I need to know. We could do better than this. I hate watching mediocrity succeed. Nothing bothers I mean, listen, me more. We've already We've already talked about how I'd bust it open for Marshawn Lynch. I mean, like, yes, I... Yes. I... Like... <sighs> He is like the perfect man for me. Yeah, a little rough around the edges. Got the little chicken wing in the in the sock. Yeah, I see it. I like he is. I need him. <laughs> he is the perfect man for me. Gold, and I keep gold teeth and all. He has gold teeth, right? I don't. I mean, I don't need that. But fair enough. I got some PSD underwear and I liked how they fit so I decided to cool create the beast mode PSD line. That's all you have to do is send some under oh my no, god. No, no, no. 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 It's so bad. It's so bad. I'm so sad. On that note, we'll get into our winners and losers of the week. Aww. So we already talked about how Baker took an L. Who else is taking an L this week, Michelle? The cheer system in the NFL is taking an L. The what? The cheer system. Oh, why? Yeah, because I mean, we talked about how they're really trying hard to like keep. No one needs them. Let's be real, but they're really trying hard to keep them with like the addition of the male cheerleaders and stuff. But yesterday, um, the Houston Texans cheerleaders coach resigned amid sexual discrimination and body shaming claims. Oh. So he's actually named as a defendant in one of two recent federal court lawsuits filed against the team by the cheerleaders. Jesus. And I just feel like this is just so... Like, this isn't the first... Even the Redskins have had shit like this. Like, it's just so crazy that this... Like, why are they still... It's just kind of like the domestic, like, violence thing. It's like the fucking anthem thing. Like, why is this still an issue? Why is this still happen yeah i mean and what are the i mean what are the cheerleaders even there for like i just we don't see them on tv we don't really see i mean you don't really get to see them when you're at a stadium like no one's looking around too too. like it's just like in their unpaid labor it they can't fraternize with their players they are on these weird restrictive contracts like it just i don't understand i feel like it's doing everyone involved a disservice and it just and they don't add anything to the game. Yeah. Like it's not a real thing. Yeah. I don't yeah. Not real. I don't get it. 
yeah, I would rather see my cheerleading like, in like Olympic style. Give me some fucking routines and like real cheerleader shit. They have that shit on ESPN. That's what like, I'm saying. Shit, if I want to watch it, let me watch it there. Like it's crazy, but yeah, like apparently they're assaulted by fans. Like, like, and they I bet the it. fucking Redskins. what you guys did last year with the with the cheerleaders down in South America. They're made. They pay. They're making seven dollars and twenty five cents an hour. Oh, I made that in 2003. I don't know when I was 15. And my first job working in a kitchen, I made seven dollars and 25 cents an hour. Like, what? It's insane. It's insane. What? That is not fucking real. Yeah. Like, that is that is. No. They just need to cancel it at this point again. Cancel it. Like, or alternatively. You could take it seriously. Actually, have segments where they do like fucking halftime shit, like mini halftime shows. Yeah, but then you'd have yeah. to pay people, and they'd actually have rights, and then they would have to be liable. I mean, but they have enough money, and they're looking for a way to actually increase their audience. And that's why I mean, it's, they've had enough it's money something to, to do try. anything they wanted to do, but it will come out of their bottom line. I know. No, I'm just saying it's another path out of this. You could actually bring real cheerleading to the game, um, which you'll probably do. One just for the actual sport cheerleading, anyways. But I digress. Um, Who's your L? So my L this week is Max Kellerman of ESPN's First Take. You love him. I love him. He's so cute. I love his baby blue eyes. What is the voice? Yeah. Oh my you gosh. Like Max you love him. But he's getting a fucking L this week because he has been on Brady Cliff thing for so long, so long. And it was supposed to be, he's going to hit 41 and fall right off. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. And Brady's first two quarters out of the gate on the preseason football against the Philadelphia Eagles starting defense. Do you want to know what numbers he put up? 19 out of 26 passing. 172 yards and two touchdowns in two quarters. In two quarters. Like, you're you're giving me over 70% passing completion. Give me efficient like, drives. Like, how, if that's falling off a cliff, I don't know what's going on. And now, recently, he was on the, he was on the show, and they brought this up. After the game, they brought this up. He's yeah. Like, Is this proof? Yeah. He's like, no, I said the first preseason, the first season game. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. Like, that's not, he is not yeah. going to disintegrate in a couple of weeks. And I just need you to realize that you were wrong and that all of your whatever historic arguments, et cetera, et cetera, like, there are outliers, and he is one of the fucking outliers. He puts in the effort. He like puts. He puts. He's always he's been thought an about it. Yeah. So like, I don't understand why he thought that just because having Payne and Favre, they're totally different players right. than them. They didn't fucking change it. But they I didn't mean, change but it also in their career. They didn't get better. You know, at this weird late stage, like it's. I I just see it as a totally different trajectory for him, and I don't understand why other people don't see it that way. So. But it's also, I mean, it also happened though to Peyton and and, and um Favre, like like they I mean, had their right. That's extended a, that's fight, because but... they were good. Like even though their not shitness was still better than three quarters of the people that are in their hundred percent capability. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That is, but that is the privilege that you are allowed when you're great. And they also had, he also doesn't count the fact that they also they both have they both had injuries. Leading and into they the switched teams, Brady they never had been injured in over a decade. Right. 
Like I just and he's had a team built around him for years, yeah. whereas Peyton and Peyton and Farb all switch. He knows that system. He is the system. Yeah. He is that fucking system. So it's it's whatever. That's so crazy. I am excited for. He said he says he's in game one, and I'm fucking annoyed because we're playing the Houston Texans, and that's a legit fucking defense, and it's probably gonna be tough. But I fine. know that he will be eating pro this season. I know it. I would bet the first child that I never want to fucking have that (laughs) Sorrow. Sorrow. I'm betting Sorrow's life that (laughs) that he's going to eat pro this season. And that is why Tom Brady is my winner of the week. Not only did he fucking ball out in preseason in his first showing. Not only did he play a whole fucking two quarters and people were like, oh, he's going to play, he's going to be over there. Like, they were saying he's going to get off the field at the end of the first quarter. He came back and I was like, fuck you guys. Like, not only did he do that, he started in the fuck. He's poking some documentary on Vox about immortality, which I cannot wait to look at. Like, he is everything, and he's the winner every week. And because he's directly tied to my loser this week, that is why he is my winner. So I, my winner was I had to mention my winner from last week, which is Aaron Rodgers. And it's funny because I have two winners, and I my first winner was Brady. But I couldn't have, you know, I had to change it because I figured that, like, that's your lane. (laughs) But (laughs) I loved Aaron Rodgers' comments two weeks ago about the salary cap thing and basically how it's, or the franchise tag is bullshit. Um, And it's a way for, uh, for organizations to basically trap a player and it's not okay. And I really thought it was, amazing for him to come out and say that someone that's not and like he's not gonna lose his job like you know it's just it's I thought it was important for a player like him to come out and say shit like that basically because especially it just happened with Kirk two years in a row like you know it's been happening for a lot of teams a lot of players and it's a way to trap people without actually having to pay them and it's just not fair for the players in a game where you're taking all the risks like these fucking people are sitting in their boxes or at home getting billions off of you like I thought it was cool for him to say that out loud I thought it was cool for him to make that statement I also thought it was cool that he that other players came out in support of that Um, yes but I also really did I love Brady because I have to find it because I talk about it, but you didn't talk about it, so now I can't. So it's fine. Okay, I'm happy. <laughs> but All the Brady loves always walking on the show. I know, but so the helmet thing, yes. right? You've heard about that. How do you feel He's about it? He's adjusting to the new helmet. He looks great in the new helmet. Mm-hmm. I am into it. I'm into it. Yeah. I think he said that I he mean, hopes I to thought... make him look younger or something. <laughs> That's why I loved it. That's why I picked him because he said, so I thought, you know, I just think that unfortunately you guys are so good. So I think people just hate on you for no reason. Um, And like when the whole helmet thing came out, I was like, this is actually not a thing. So I don't know why this is a moment, but I guess people made it one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he came out today about how he chose his new helmet. He said he asked the guys if I looked any younger or faster in it, and they said yes. And I was like, that is so cute. That's such a dad thing to it say. It is and such I was a like, dad I'm thing to say. Your dad moment. Like, you're winning. Like, I, you know, 
I'm here for it because he's like becoming I feel like people didn't like him for so long because he was so good but he wasn't like publicly likable like Peyton was or Favre was you know what I mean like they did these commercials and this weirdness and Brady was very reserved and just focused on on his Yo, job Tom's you know and now he's just like he's just like blooming yeah. into this personality and I I am here for it. Like I was never a Tom Brady fan and I am loving him right now. He is like dad bod on a thousand and I love him. He is the epitome of a dad bod of a cute little dad and he just like wants to be liked by the youngins and he's I just And he's a fucking good him. dad. He's and a he's good human be- being. Like I just I, yeah, there's not a single thing. He asked if I look younger and faster. Like, that's so cute. Like, Tom Brady, no one cares if you look younger or faster. You feel like, like a fucking sick cute. horse when you're running, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, on that note, I guess we should, that's all we got for the day, right? Yeah, I just took my birth control with some liquor, so I'm just like, <laughs> we can end it on that note. <laughs> I forgot to, and I just saw it. Oh, man. Well, that's it for encroachment, guys. Um, If you have any (laughs) comments, questions, suggestions, new segments, you know, you want to fucking tell us to fuck off, like, email us at encroachmentpod at gmail.com. Happy to hear from you. We're here for it. Um, Yeah. You can have a moment on our podcast. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.